friend, will you celebrate with me? This weekend was my one-year anniversary of being baptized, of representing how God radically transformed my life, my marriage, my family, my legacy. God did a 180, and I have never looked back. One year, friends. And honestly, I use the language of one year sober because many of you have even expressed that affairs feel like addictions. And so I counted that as my sobriety date of zero contact, drawing a line in the sand, never going back. If you want to hear more about that, go back to the episode where I shared my story. But I just wanted to take a minute and give God the praise to say that it has been a full year. However, I would not be telling you the truth if I didn't admit that sometimes there are still hard days. There are still hard moments. And I make the conscious choice on a daily basis to choose God, to choose my family and my marriage. But some days are hard. And so I want to dive in today to the idea of triggers and emotions and what happens when something pops up that you weren't expecting. How do you handle that and how do you stay strong if you have made the commitment to stay faithful in your marriage and to God and to your family? So stick around and I will tell you what I do to handle the triggers and emotions. Hey mama, welcome to Intimacy After Infidelity. Do you find yourself Googling, can a marriage survive infidelity? Or what's the first step to divorce? Do you wake up full of hope only to end the day with more shame when there's another stupid argument again? Hey, I'm Christina Joy, forgiven daughter of Jesus. I too felt the shame of infidelity and wished someone had a roadmap for how to get out of the mess so I could experience freedom. I kept telling myself I just needed to try harder to end the affair and fix my marriage until I found I needed Jesus to heal some deep wounds in my heart. Through prayer, lots of research, and developing new healthy habits, I was able to find healing to shed my shame once and for all. Now I'm excited to share everything I've learned with you. So find your safe space and pop in that earbud. Let's rebuild your life and marriage better than it's ever been. All right, before I get started today, I have to give a shout out to my sisters in Uganda, in Hong Kong, in Australia. I have been ranking in those charts for the last month. And I know that you sisters are out there listening. I see you and I appreciate you and I cannot wait to connect with you more. So international listeners, thank you. You are welcome here and I pray that this resonates with you. How good is our God that his salvation, his healing, his rescue, they don't know country boundaries. They are for all people of all time. And so I am just grateful that I can be on this journey with you. So again, welcome. And I'm so glad that you guys are here. Okay, so today, as promised, I want to jump into the idea, first of all, of triggers. What is it? But then second of all, your emotions and what can you do with them 
when a trigger happens. So by definition, a trigger in the mental health space is typically a result of arousing feelings or memories associated with a particular traumatic experience. And if you've never heard that before, trauma or having a traumatic event, it does not have to only be something like a car accident or, you know, like a rape or something else that that we think of really huge incident. That is definitely part of it. But it could also be just something where we were not taken care of. We were left vulnerable and open when we should have been protected and cared for. Okay, so that would be a trauma. A trigger then is something that instantly makes us feel like we are back in that situation. A trigger will spark intense negative emotions. So what are we supposed to do when we're triggered? Well, First, I want to paint the picture that this could actually be a gift when you're triggered. It's a gift because it's like holding up a mirror in front of you and it's reflecting a specific area that you're not free from yet. Let me give you a different picture. When you squeeze an orange, what comes out? Well, orange juice. When you put pressure on something, whatever is inside comes out. You squeeze a lemon, you get lemon juice that comes out. Okay, so when you, when you are put under pressure, what comes out of you? Is it anger? Is it withdrawal? Is it the desire to fight? You put on the boxing gloves. So when you are put under pressure, how do you respond? Now, no one can make you feel a certain way. No one can make you mad or angry or ready to fight. But they're just allowing those things that are already inside of you to come out. But the good news is we don't have to stay like that. So how can we change? What do we do in order to handle these emotions? We need to understand the emotion, understand why you're feeling that way, where it's coming from, why that emotion exists, and then we want to know how to control it better. So first of all, stop trying to control your emotions. You can't control them. Emotions are simply a flashlight into your thoughts, into things that are already living inside of you. So you can't control them. Instead, you need a safe space to let your emotions run their course. And I said safe space. Not everyone deserves to know your emotions and what's going on deep inside of you. So a safe space, which by the way, is the exact reason that I created the community that we have going on Facebook. It is a safe space where there is no judgment, where we are full of love and acceptance and biblical guidance, but it's a safe space to let your emotions run their course if you're feeling a certain way. So be aware of the emotion that you have. Your emotions are 
energy that your body needs to release. And so be aware of emotional constipation, which is a really crazy picture when you think about it. But we all know what happens with constipation. If you get backed up, it has to come out somehow. Same thing with emotions. If you bottle them up and bury them down beneath and you just keep stuffing, 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 one day, even your emotions will explode and it will not be good for those around you. So what do you need to do to let your emotions run their course? Do you need to cry uncontrollably? Do you need to go somewhere and scream? Do you need to beat on a pillow? What is it that you need? Think about your body, your heart, your mind. And I would journal this. Don't just think about it in your head and move on. Journal it. See it out on paper. What is something that you need right now? And your emotions are the key to the answer to that question. After that, after you have let the emotions run their course, you've identified the name of what emotion that was, then let yourself become curious about those emotions after the emotion has gone through. When your emotions are high, your logic is low. You're not thinking and feeling at the same level all the time. So after the emotion's done, take some time to think about it. Please, again, grab a pen and paper, grab your journal and write this down. What was I thinking about then? And what was I feeling? Get very specific with your feeling words. I would encourage you to even just do a Google search for a feelings wheel I mean, it looks like a wheel with spokes in it or just a feeling words list. They will give you very specific vocabulary that will help you uh, to better identify and to label these emotions and how you're feeling. But But get as detailed as you can with this. Then ask yourself, does this connect to something in my past? So if I'm feeling angry because my husband stormed out of the room in the middle of a conversation, well, when I stop to think about that later, okay, when he stormed out and we were talking, well, that made me feel like he was just disappearing, like he was abandoning me. Oh, maybe I'm feeling abandoned. Wow, well, I remember a time when I was a kid and I felt abandoned. And, you know, so your brain starts to replay a situation. That is where the healing happens. So keep asking why, out of curiosity, not judgment, why do I feel this way? And put your name in here. What did little Christina need back then that she didn't get? Was it comfort, a protector, a friend? Was it, I just wanted to feel accepted or I needed loved? Sit in that emotion and and in that grief for as long as you need to. That's the healing. So you're taking a situation that happened today 
But I promise you will start to see patterns of maybe how you were raised or situations that happened when you were a kid and it is connected. Now, it's not enough to just journal and, you know, have your cute pen and your journal and your coffee and, okay, all my healing is done. I feel better. No, friend, there's one more thing. So number one was not stop trying to control your emotions. Number two was to be curious about your emotions. Now, number three is to stand on God's promises. Emotions will get you so far. You need to stand on rock solid ground of God's promises. I would encourage you one of the easiest places to do this is in the book of Psalms. Read through the Psalms. It is filled with emotional language and all different kinds. Joy, fear, anger, questioning. Find Psalms that you can pray back to God that express how you're feeling and what you're thinking and what you're questioning. Pray those back to God. Write them on note cards. Hang them up around your house. Keep them in the car with you. Try memorizing. I know you might not have memorized something since you were a kid, but try memorizing scripture so that it is hidden in your heart and you can have it with you always. Stand on God's promises. They are truth. As you are doing this healing work, you need God's words to speak into your heart. That is what will make the divine difference in your life. Friend, this is not just about behavior modification or pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps and saying, I'm going to get free from this affair just because I wish it to be so. Friend, the other part is that you need God's rescue and God's healing on your heart. You cannot do it alone. So I am here if I can be of any help or encouragement to you. You can find me in our Facebook community. I would love to chat with you more, get to know your story and how I can pray for you. But friend, I am praying for you. Thank you so much for being here today. And um, I pray that as triggers come up, you will be better equipped on how to handle them and then how to stand on the rock again. Hey mama, I hope today's episode encouraged your heart. If you need to talk about this some more, would you send me a message at christinajoycoaching.com? Also, please take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It thrills my heart to know this podcast is helping you heal your heart so you can shed the shame of your affair. I am cheering for you and I can't wait to hear your story. I'll meet you back here on Tuesdays and Thursdays for another episode. As always, be clothed with strength and dignity and laugh without fear of the future.